everyone. Welcome back again to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. And today, got an awesome guest in store for you guys. He is doing a lot of cool things in the arts world, in the puppet world. This is Phone Foolery, Mr. Seth Chapel. How you doing, Seth? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. So, for everyone out there who doesn't know who you are or know what Phone Foolery is, tell everyone exactly who is <laughs> Seth Chapel. Ah, uh, uh, well, he's a very confused gentleman, is what he is. Um, no, Phone Foolery essentially uh, is a Quad City based uh, puppet creating company. Um, seems like a weird thing to have uh, in in any place, I guess. Uh, but we create puppets for theater productions. We create puppets for individual people who want, just want a, a puppet in their life. Uh, we do them for commercials. We do them for music videos. We do them for uh, just any anything that you could want a puppet for, we can probably create it for you. Um, and it's, I mean, it's my, myself, my wife, and then our, our son, uh, are kind of the family-based business here in Davenport, and uh, we service the greater Quad City area and beyond. Cool. So what got you started with puppeteering and all that? <laughs> um, puppets have always kind of been around in my life, which is, uh, I didn't even realize until I kind of started getting into creating puppets, to be honest. Uh, I made um, what I can remember as being one of my first puppets with the um, Augustana Kaleidoscope program, uh, the kids art program. And I, I ended up, I made like a three foot tall monster and it ended up living in our garage for years and years and years afterwards. But um, I've always been able to make things and create things with my hands and just using my imagination. I was never really one of those kids who like wanted the great latest and greatest toys and stuff like that. I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Do not get me wrong. I wanted everything <laughs> Star Wars, but um, the things that I, that I couldn't get with Star Wars, I would make out of cardboard and masking tape and scotch tape and glue and create those things for my figures that I thought they needed, like a Star Destroyer or whatever. So I've always been um, kind of a hands-on three-dimensional art. Artist, I guess is what I would I would say um, and I had made a couple small puppet pieces when I was when I was younger but I really started um, in 2008 making these puppets and um, I did them uh, as uh, kind of a an offshoot to a to a project I was working on where I had I had um, a phone interview that I had done with a gentleman in the heavy metal world and I tried to transcribe it and it didn't work very well. So I said, Hey, can I use the audio to use as a, as the voice of a puppet of you? And he thought that was a great idea. So I made a puppet of him first puppet that I'd made in I don't know how long. And it all just kind of went from there. So since 2008, I've been doing nothing but literally just building puppets either of people or for people or for other things. That's the long story. <laughs> wow. That's pretty yeah. cool. And how, because yeah. I've seen your puppets. I've been to your house and I just yeah. see the, the room just full of shelves of all types of puppets of all different types of genres, if you will. And yeah. I think it's pretty cool. And I like the style 
of how they look. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like the old Jim Henson style of puppetry in a way. I'll take that. <laughs> um, I, I've always been, I've been heavily inspired by Jim Henson. I mean, I don't think there's any puppet creator that's alive today that doesn't say that they are inspired by Jim Henson and the Muppets and the Muppet Workshop and Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Um, those are those are the iconic pieces that we remember. I mean, we've all seen Muppets and we've all seen, you know, um, every every year we all watch, you know, Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas and, you know, all of those, all of those pieces that are ingrained in our memory are all part of, of, of who we are as far as I'm concerned. And so to have someone say that my pieces remind them of that, that's actually incredibly flattering because I, I, I do what I do. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they, they look awesome, and they look absolutely awesome. Thanks. And and yeah, like you were saying before, you also do a lot of work with schools. I know you you know, offer your your services out for different theater plays, workshops, and all those types of things. Like, talk about that. How'd that come about? You partnering up with some of the local schools? I um actually I had been um I had had a request by uh, a local theater group to do a puppet for them. Um, it was Davenport Junior Theater. They wanted a, a piece for, um, for the play Aladdin that they were doing. And their version, the version of Aladdin wasn't the Disney version because that costs way too much money, let's face it. Um, but uh, they, wanted, they wanted a monkey. They wanted a puppet of a monkey. And so I, I decided that what I wanted to do is I wanted to create something that was a living, breathing piece of, of the, for the production. So uh, we made, I made a monkey that was about three feet tall or so and trained the puppeteer who was going to be performing, at, um, Emily Baker. And she did a phenomenal job bringing this creature to life. And he became a character. I mean, he was someone that the actors had to interact with. It wasn't just, hey, this is a prop. This is a, this is a, this is a piece of, 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 our, of our cast. And so that kind of started it there. And then I started working actually at Junior Theater and then um, from there, I started getting phone calls from people around the QC that, that had seen that production or other productions that I eventually did. I worked with North Scott High School on some productions and taught uh, some workshops through them. Um, and then uh, Circa 21 contacted me. I've done two productions for Circa 21. Um, and then I eventually, uh, I reached out to the Kaleidoscope program at Augustana just so when I told, when I told my Augustana story as a kid I, I had more to base it off of like what year was it that I was there and um, when I reached out to them and I said hey you know I, this is what I do now they said oh would you like to come teach and I said well yeah I would love to so I went, it completely went full circle and now I do kaleidoscope classes um, at Augustana so um, I've worked with yeah Augustana as uh, kaleidoscope program um, Center for uh, or Creative Arts Academy uh, Davenport Junior Theater, Norscott High School, uh, Bettendorf High School. I was actually, we were in the process of doing Shrek when the virus hit and we never got to do the production. Oh man. Yeah. And it was going to be awesome. I had 11 puppets that I was doing for that production, including really? one that was going to be a 25 foot long dragon. What? Yeah. She was oh, oh man. Oh, she was the last piece that I had to put together before that before everything hit. And we we're just getting ready. We we're getting into rehearsals and we had just started and I'd I'd given the other pieces to them for the production and they were starting to use them and then we were getting ready to do Priscilla was what we ended up calling her. And 
was just kind of getting around to getting Priscilla set up. Uh, she was going to have, you know, light up eyes. When she opened her mouth, we were going to have smoke come out and like flame light was wow. going to be in her throat and her wings were going to open. And yeah, <clears throat> but sadly, the, the world changed pretty quick and we never got to do the production. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to uh, things getting back to whatever the new normal is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can so, do those things again. So what have you been doing then, you know, in the, these last couple of months, you know, with, with uh, the, the virus and all that? I've been, um, I've stayed busy. I, I've, I've completely stayed busy. I've been working on some commission pieces that I had uh, to do. Um, I, a music video came out for, with some puppets that I had done for a band, um, out in California. Um, that was cool. Um, I've worked on some other pieces. I'm doing a lot of pieces right now for, um, artists and writers that do like children's books. Um, they really want the ability when they go out somewhere, like either to a convention or to a reading of their book or something to have something that's tangible, that's with them, that's physical, that the kids can see. So I've been working on puppets of book characters uh, for those guys, uh, for a bunch of different people. Um, I've worked on a couple of puppets for an upcoming comic book uh, that a friend of mine, Ryan Kasky, is writing. Um, yeah, I've got a couple local puppets that I'm that I'm doing. Yeah, and then I've got I've got pieces that I need to do for future work in the winter. So I have stayed busy. I have, good. Uh, yeah. That's good yeah. then. That's good that, that you're still able to do something and still be productive and still keep yourself going, you know, despite everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think it's, it's been this, this whole, this whole experience of, of, with, with the virus has been kind of a resettling of everything that I do. Um, it's been kind of nice because I can go back and I can look at things. I can reorganize, I can, I can refocus and it's not just constantly bam, 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 bam. I can now take a, take a breath and I can find and, and do what kind of, kind of go back to doing what I want to do. Um, which is, which is create for people that I, that I feel really strongly about. Um, and that kind of share like a same vision or a same thought process. And it's not so much that I'm just a hired gun. You know, I can, I, I, it's allowed me the opportunity to do, to do pieces for businesses. I believe like low pies. I did a, I, there, there's a low pies puppet that's down oh. at the shop. Um, he's a pizza punk rock guy. He's got a pizza face. Um, he's down there. They're going to use for commercials. Um, I'm going to do, um, the fat sacks character for fat sacks. Oh, the raccoon. Um, yeah, the raccoon. Uh, I'm working on one for, um, healthy harvest farms over in rock Island. Um, a piece for them. So, so yeah, I, I like, I like the ability to work with, with, you know, local companies that I really believe in and I back up and I support. That's cool. And yeah, you've done a lot of work with a lot of the different local businesses. I know as a, you know, you, you've done stuff at the established theater, you've done some things with just a lot of different artists. Well, how does it feel to be, to know that you're like a huge presence in the arts community? <laughs> um, uh, it's humbling when I get recognized for it. That's for sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm blessed in the fact that I get to do, I get to do something that I, that I enjoy and that I love. And that's, you know, not everybody can say that. Not everybody can say that, oh, my job is something that I really love and that I, that I do. I mean, I, I legitimately love everything I do. I, you know, 
coming to work for me is coming downstairs to my basement <laughs> or, nice. or going to my, or going to my garage. You know, I work, I mean, I, we, we don't, I haven't expanded um, as much or to a workshop facility as of yet, not saying it won't happen. Um, but uh, you know, I get to do things that in my eyes are positive and I get to have the opportunity for other people to see my work and be happy, get joy, feel inspired, hopefully. Um, you know, um, I love to see when one of my pieces comes out on stage or whatever, I like to, I like to see the look of amazement in people's eyes. I like to hear them go, <gasps> or, you know, and we did, we did Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory at, at North Scott. And I created six walking, talking Oompa Loompas that came out on stage and everybody was just blown away by, Oh yeah, they walked. They, yeah, we had, yeah, they were, they were all rigged up on a mechanism on the puppeteers and man. Yeah. They walked around the stage. It was, we had a lot of fun with that. But I, those are the things that I like to do. I like to, like, I like when, when adults come in and they're excited by what I do. That's, that's one thing. When the kids come up and they say, I want to do what you do. Or, you know, how can I, how can you teach me how to do that? Or how do I, how do you teach, how do you do this? Or what's, you know, and I get to tell them that it's about, you know, using your imagination and being, and, and just taking that step for yourself. And that's really what I, I guess what I throw out to everybody and that I like to throw out to people, it's not, you know, awards and accolades are cool, you know, and I like that, you know, in some circles I'm, I'm known as an influencer for whatever reason, I don't know, but um, it's, it, to me, it's what's given out that brings me joy and comes back. And have, through doing all these different plays at all these schools, have you ever like had any student like come up to you and say like, hey, like this this is awesome. You know, how can I how can I you know do what you do? Um, yeah, uh, I actually have um, a student that I worked with. He was in two productions that I had done. Who, when he graduated, wanted to become apprentice. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm like, I don't really have that. You know, that's not a thing. Doesn't mean, and it couldn't be. It's just not a thing I do. Right. Right now. Um, so yeah, and it's, you know, it's also nice now that like, like a school like North Scott, um, they now it's, it's become ingrained over the last four years that they're going to have a piece of puppetry in, in at least one production or two productions. So now there are students that are involved in the theater program out there, Lancer Productions, who specifically say on the audition sheet, I want to be a puppeteer. So that's cool. That's, you know, that's, you know, as opposed to saying, you know, I want the lead or I want the, or I want this or I want that. It's, you know, I want to be a puppeteer. So that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. I like that. And then I get, I get calls from people or more like texts and stuff like that saying, Hey, let me know when you're going to do something next, you know, in the quad cities, I want a puppeteer and I want you to teach me how to, how to puppeteer for it. So yeah, it's, it's flattering and it's, it's a lot of fun all the way around. Cool. Now, how long does it take you to make a puppet? Because I know you're, some other puppets are like, you're pretty small. Then like you were mentioning earlier that you had a puppet that was, you know, a dragon that was 20 feet long. Like, how long does it take to put these together? Depends on the piece. Um, I, I, I figure if I, if, I, if I set myself up with like a two-week window and I work 
solid like seven, eight hours. So I put in a seven or eight hour day on it. I can usually get something done within two weeks. Um, depending on what it is, depending on details, depending on, on what accessories have to go with the things like that. Um, now, Priscilla the Dragon, on the other hand, was a couple of months. Um, and she still isn't actually done. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, she's still in, she's still in, in sections. She's not connected. She's, she's still in sections. But, you know, when, when you're working in a workshop space that's, you know, much smaller than that, her pieces end up taking up a lot of space. But, but yeah, it really just depends on, on, um, on kind of the level of intricacy that somebody wants or whatever I want to put into it. Um, if I want to put like a lot of detail into something, like if I'm, you know, if I'm, I'm looking at making like a guitar for something, um, I am a guitarist, so I want to make sure the guitar looks right. I don't want it to look like, you know, something that you can buy at Walmart. I want it to look like a guitar. So I, I put a lot of detail and a lot of love and stuff. So sometimes it does take me a, a bit longer. And speaking of guitars, you also have this other thing called throwing goats, right? <laughs> Yeah, throwing goats. <laughs> uh, throwing goats is my um, heavy metal puppet band. So you have a, you have a, a your own heavy yeah. metal puppet band. Yeah, talk about that. Oh wow, what is there to say? Um, I look at it like this. I look at it like um, there's 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 a light side and a dark side to everything, right? There's, there's the good side and the evil side of everything. Um, foam fooler is the happy, happy go lucky, you know, fun side. And then they're throwing goats, which is the heavy metal side, which is uh, sometimes darker, um, but not, um, not, it's family friendly. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing that I've, that I've done with it that is not family friendly, but um, throwing goats was kind of started. Uh, there's a, the main puppet is Bayardo. And he, he uh, has an entire backstory that I've created for him. Um, and this idea of throwing goats came about because he is my puppet doppelganger. He's what I used to look like 12 years ago. Um, and over time, I've been able to ask people in the heavy metal community to offer their assistance in creating songs. Um, and so we work on songs that are all done over the internet. We, you know, we never go into a recording studio or anything like that and, and doing things. So we work on these songs and we put them all together and I end up doing these weird videos with the puppets for them that I shoot here locally. Um, and if I have extra help with those, it's all local volunteers that work with me. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've got something new coming out for Halloween. I've got something coming out for Christmas. Uh, I've got probably three more songs that I actually know I have three more songs that are done. I just don't have a release date for them yet. And uh, that's all, that's all coming down the pipeline. So, so you've, yeah, you have, you haven't heard the last of throwing. <laughs> all right. So, and, and who does the voices again for the, for the band members? Me. <laughs> all right. I do. Um, I'm the voice of Bayardo. Um, and then if there's any backing vocals or anything, that's done by whoever I happen to be working with. Um, as far as the other uh, musicians that do that, I've got there some musicians from, uh, 
from the Massachusetts area, from out in Massachusetts and Boston, around Boston, have worked with me. I've worked with people in California. Uh, Charlie Benante from Anthrax has played drums and guitar on some songs. Um, Brian Fair from the band Shadows Fall has done some vocal work. Um, uh, who else? Uh, I, yeah, it's primarily just people in the in the world of, of heavy metal that have contributed their voices to the project and then I do a puppet of them to involve in the video in some way, shape or form. So it's weird. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I know that, yeah, there was one you did at the establishment theater because uh, a lot of my friends were involved with that one. I think it was a holiday, a holiday music video you did. Yep. Yep. We did that. We did. Um, it was a, it was a, the songs that we've released so far have been covers, uh, meaning that they're, it's someone else's song that we just do a cover of in case someone doesn't know what the cover is um and then we we put our own puppet metal twist on it um so that particular one was um, merry christmas everybody by slade which um came out in late 60s early 70s and um over in the uk it is the number two holiday song every year every single year that song gets played everywhere and over here in the states we just don't know about it people just don't Hmm. it's just not it's just not a song that we're overly familiar with so um i love everything great britain and british music and things like that so that was one that i've always known for the bulk of my life and i just knew i wanted to cover it and i wanted to do it up so when we did it we were able to shoot the video uh with a load of friends and we had you know an audience of you know i think we had like like 50 people that showed up that day for the shoot um, and they got to see how the puppet shoot went. They got to see what we put into it and, and, um, how hard it is to actually sit there and manipulate a puppet, you know, up above your head like this for a song that's three minutes long. But, um, yeah, I think it took us two hours or so, I think, to shoot the video overall. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun. I think, I, I think, the, I think you can see that in the, in the faces of the people in the, in the music video. Nice. Good stuff. So what else have you been up to? I know that you're talking about the, you've been doing some contract work with some other companies and that you're also able to you kind of hone in more on the things that you're most passionate about. But, but what else have you, you been doing? Any new shirts coming up or anything like that? Um, I did do um, when, when the whole Corona thing kind of hit, um, Nar City, uh, custom printing was doing was doing an offer for other quad city local quad city businesses where the yeah. t-shirts were t-shirts were twenty dollars and half of those proceeds go back to the small local businesses mm -hmm. that um have been hit by by the, by corona um i fell into that i felt i you know my business fell into that and i mean i i i call what i do a business but it's it's the loosest sense of the word um but I did two shirts for that and my entire intent on that wasn't to get money to re to recoup what I may have lost um, by the, I had workshops, I had a summer camp. Like I said, you know, we had to shut down Shrek. Um, you know, we, I, I, I've had, you know, I, we had things that were going to go with creative arts Academy that we didn't end up doing um, all of my, all, all of the, the, the kaleidoscope classes. Um, so all of that shut down, but it wasn't, for me, it wasn't a, ma a matter of like wanting or needing to recoup funds. 
so much as it was, I wanted to give back to the other small businesses in the community. So my intent, my intention, the two shirts that I put out there was just to take whatever the funds that I got and just put them back into the small businesses, which is what I did. Um, you know, went down and, you know, gave some to fat sacks, you know, or, or not gave some, but I mean, you know, I purchased things at fat sacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it was, it's, it's, it was more, you know, it was no, more supporting the other local businesses with the money that I got because it's not, to me, it's not about, it's not about the income. It's not about the money. I probably have the worst business model in the world. Um, to be honest, because when I do, I do shirts, I sell shirts and stuff. And my shirts are still available. I still have my website still up on my threadless account, but um, I take the money that I make from my shirts and I donate it. I, I donate. Um, we've done, we've done toys for tots. We've done um, um, Alzheimer's. We've done breast cancer. Um, right now, um, all of the funds that I'm doing with my shirts through my threadless account, every single one of my shirts, all the money that I'm doing is going directly to um, color of change. So it's, uh, I don't, I don't get anything off of it, literally. And that's kind of the way that I, that I do everything. Um, anytime that we, that, that we do a project or something where there is actual income, it's only meant to, replenish what we have as far as material and things um other than that we try to give it back to everybody else we try to we try to throw it out to um other other organizations or groups or things that need that need help that's so cool too because i've seen so many businesses step up and help each other out during this time and it's been like really really amazing just seeing how everyone is just coming together and even if it's just a little bit, they're still chipping in and they're still contributing and then they're still you know, encouraging other people in the, in the community to help out as well. And like, I think that's super special. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think, I think any of us that are in, that are in the quad cities area that are in the small business community, you know, whether, whether you're a tattoo shop or you're an independently run, you know, restaurant or you're, you know, a, a micro brewery or a nano brewery or something like that. I mean, you're all, we're all, you all fight for, for whatever you get, you know? Um, and it's all by, you know, word of mouth and customer service and, and things like that. I mean, that's why I work, I work with, you know, wake brewing and I do stuff with them. It's why I do things with happy cat tattoo. That's why I do things with, you know, fat sacks and low pies and um, because they're just amazing people. And that's, and that's, and it's about community and it's about, it's a, it's about what we can do for each other that more than it is, to me anyway, more than it is about, let's see how much money we can get. It's, it's more about, for me, it's more about community and it's more about getting those relationships and keeping those relationships and creating those friendships. Love it. Love it. Another thing is what are you doing to maintain positivity during everything that's going on here in 2020? It's been a whirlwind of a, of a year and we're only halfway through it. So, <laughs> So what are some things you're doing just to maintain positivity during all this? You know, it's, um, it's not easy. It really isn't. And I don't think that there's anybody out there who can say that it is. I think, I think that we all have those days where we're um, overwhelmed and we're confused and we're concerned. Um, for me, it's about, it's about doing what's right for my family and my friends 
And right now, I mean, I'm blessed with the fact that not only do I have a really, really solid, you know, community of people here in the Quad Cities, but I also have an amazing family. And I'm really almost more blessed that, like right now, my wife is working from home. Um, she, works for, she works for the Arsenal and she works at home. We see each other every minute of every day now. <laughs> you know? So that's great. You know, I get to spend, you know, when, when, when the schools started, started closing and stuff like that, I got to spend more time with my son. So this, is, this has been an eye-opening time for me to be able to share myself more with my son and with my, with my wife. And it'll, it's allowed us a lot of time to kind of open up ourselves a lot and to really take, I don't know, take stock in what we do have. And we have a lot. I mean, that's how we look at it. We have a lot. We don't, you know, we don't, we have, we have a lot because we're, we're here. We're, we're, we're breathing air. We're, you know, we're in our own home. We're, we're good. You know, um, we don't need the latest and greatest. We don't need a whole lot of money to go out and do stuff. We just, we have to take care of ourselves and do what we do here. And that's, what's keeping me grounded. And that's, what's helping keep me positive. You know, um, I'm not going to lie. I've had a couple of days that have been really bad, <laughs> but those were days that were where I was uh, fearful. And I don't think that I need to be fearful as long as I have everyone around me. I think I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm more of a half glass, half full guy on a regular basis anyway. So. Right. Yeah. And you've always come off as that, as that kind of guy anyway. Now, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but the right. number one way that I stay positive is by, is by watching the hundred series. on. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're too kind, sir. You're too kind. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, seriously. I mean, uh, just doing this, doing this with you right now. Um, one means the world that you're willing to have me on. So thank you for that. But two gives me the opportunity to tell you, thank you for everything that you do in the quad cities and for the surrounding areas around here, because you are a positive energy that can't be matched in the area. And I know anybody that I talk to, when I mention you, they're just like, Oh, I love that guy. Oh, I love that guy so much. It's like, and it, you are, you're it, man. And I want to thank you because you've helped bring so many people together um, who maybe wouldn't have been together, you know, and uh, you're just, yeah. I, so sorry, I'm gushing. Thank you for being you. Oh, thanks a lot, man. I really do appreciate the kind words. I really do. And yeah, man, I'm just out here just doing what I feel is right. You know, that's, that's all I can do. Yeah. That's all we. That's all, that's all we all can do. It doesn't do any good to to go out and and spread anger, you know, and spread hate. And you know, it takes. We're not. We weren't born to do that. None of us were born to do that. We're born. We're born out of love. We're born. We're we're born to be close. We're not born to separate. And and I don't. I, this everything that's going on right now is just completely just insane to me. That that we've gotten this far and it's this, you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah it's, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I think, I think, I think it's, 
there's enough people that are going to be out there that are going to be negative that it takes people like you to show people that it's that being positive is a better way to go. Yeah, and the way I always see it is that if people can push negativity onto me, then it's well within my right to push back the positivity. You know? Yep. So, exactly. So that's the way I exactly. see it. <laughs> nice. I like that. I'm going to take that and I'm going to use it. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Cause well, someone, someone gave it to me. So you're more than welcome to you. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. And now <laughs> everybody else has got it. So there it exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But now we're going to go on to uh, the special part of the podcast, the crow's nest portion of the podcast where I ask some questions here, some, some random hot seat questions for you, Seth. All and, right. um, so I have 10 questions here. So I'm going to have you pick three of them. So just go ahead and just pick a number between one through 10. And I will just, I'll just start throwing questions at you. Uh, seven. All right, seven. What food is your guilty pleasure? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> oh, that's rough. Um, right now, right now. It's uh, vegan danger noodles from Fat Sacks. Oh, vegan danger noodles? Yes. Oh, so good. So, so good. Spicy, kind of a peanut sauce. Just, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're a go-to now. And I, I hit them up every chance I can. Every time they post that they're doing danger noodles, I ask if they've got vegan. And it's, yeah. That's cool. It's a thing. It's, a thing. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I'm, I get so many interesting responses because you're not the first person to, to ask to, or to pick that number, and I get so many different responses about foods that people like. And I was like, no, I gotta try these myself because they sound so good. Oh yeah, the danger the, the the thing that makes the danger noodles there's okay because you can order regular danger noodles and they have egg noodles, and egg noodles aren't vegan, so they do ramen noodles for the vegan. Okay. Um, so that's, that's the difference, but yeah, but if, yeah, but if you just go down, I know they've got, they've got them today. I know they got danger noodles today. So just go order danger noodles. <laughs> just do yourself a favor and just go order danger noodles. Danger noodles. Yes. Man, that, that name just sounds like it's like going to have like some like hot spice to it or something. Oh, it's got heat. It's got heat, but it's a good heat. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead and, uh, pick um, the next one. let's go two. All right, now number two, what is your dream vacation? <laughs> um, anything without Corona virus right now. <laughs> um, no, honestly, uh, dream vacation for me, and this is okay. This is this is ridiculous. Um, can I can I pick two? Can I do that? Sure. Two. Um, uh, Bora Bora would be my my go to okay. for outside of the U.S. Just because I really I really dig the idea of being in those little things that are over the water. Okay. Those little those little houses that are over the water, but they swim up and they bring you your breakfast and stuff like that. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, but in the continental United States, um, it would have to be. And this is very oh, this is so weird. Um, Atlanta, Georgia. Because that's where uh, the Center for Puppetry Arts is located. Okay. 
and they have a museum there with a whole lot of uh, puppets. And I have never been there. Yeah, that and must I want be to. like the, like the the hub or. Oh, that's like yeah, that's like that that's like mecca. That I mean, for for someone who does what I do, it would be it would be two things. It would either be going yeah, actually going to Henson Studios, which is not a thing that everybody gets to do, or going to yeah Center for Puppetry Arts and seeing their museum where they actually have a whole lot of the Henson stuff anyway. But um, yeah, that would be that would be a, a big one. Nice. All right, last one. Uh, let's go three. All right, number three. What is something you live by? Something I live by. Like physically or, or, or like my... my Like a motto or... My so, motto, my mantra, yeah. my... my um, Everything that I do goes back to um, it goes back to a, a really interesting thing, I guess. Um, the song "Pure Imagination" from Willy Wonka. Um, you know, come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination, and that's where I live. That's that's where I'm at constantly. I'm in that world. I'm in that realm. I'm in. I'm in. You know, I'm in. I'm in Wonka's candy room you know in my in my head all the time i'm you know i'm at the north pole in santa's workshop all the time so that's yeah come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination would be would be where i'm at nice very cool so real quick go ahead and well first of all congratulations for surviving the crow's nest you did it Woohoo! and <laughs> Go ahead and uh, tell people at home how they can find you online. How they can find me online. The best way and uh, the place that I suggest would be Instagram. Uh, and that's at Foam Foolery on Instagram. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, but I do not do a whole lot on my Facebook. Um, uh, that's, again, at Foam Foolery. And then I do have a website, which I know that I have to update, uh, which is foamfoolery.net. Very cool stuff. All right. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead. We're actually going to switch over to the audio-only portion of the podcast. So we're going to keep chatting here. So if you want to keep up with us and with what we're doing, head over to iTunes or to Spotify because we're going to keep on talking there. So hopefully you guys will follow us along. If not, take it easy. (laughs) All right. And switching over to audio-only so Seth, uh, I, a question that I really want to know is like, what are what are some like challenges that you've had to deal with and overcome since getting into the into the the business that you're in? I think I think the biggest challenge that I've that I've dealt with has been, um, um, kind of deciding what what my worth is as far as my product, um, it's, it's one thing to, to break it down into an hourly rate. Um, but it's another to say that that's enough or it's too much. So I think, you know, it's like, it's like giving people a quote for something and then, you know, having them see if, if it's worth that value or not has been probably the most 
trying thing for me. Oh my and then, gosh. you know, is you know, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, is, is is you know, oh well, is that is that amount of money worth whatever this particular piece is going to be? Well, you don't know until you see it, and you know that that kind of a thing, um, because it's everything that I do. I mean, the way that I look at it is a living, breathing piece of art. I mean, it's it's, it's you right. know, I, whether whether I'm just creating a hand puppet for for you know someone's kid for their birthday or whatever, or whether I'm doing you know this twenty five foot long dragon that has all these these features. Um, they're the same they're you know it's it's but it's what is it worth to someone and yeah it's you know, it, it's hard it's hard to put that put that in, into perspective yeah and i run into that a lot too as a photographer and having to you know weigh like how much my services are worth to a client for mm -hmm. what i do and like over time i've realized like what what i am worth and what I should charge, but still it's like, yeah, it's like, like, how do you put, how do you put like a value on, on your art and on your product? And that's still something that I'm, that I'm working through and I'm still working on to see exactly like what is like the dollar amount for all of my time and all of my equipment and all of my editing softwares and computers and compiling all that into a dollar amount, you know, it's like, right. It's like, where, 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 where does it come? Where does it come in? Right. And it's, and it's not easy because then, you know, because then, you know, when you do look at any small business formula, you have to take all that into consideration. You have to take into consideration all your materials. And, you know, in this day and age, it is software and it's computers and it's, you know, what, what, what tools do you need to do whatever job you're doing? And then trying to bundle that in, so that your expenses are taken care of it's i mean it's impossible i mean I, I i i feel for everybody that has a small business and has to do that because it's it's not it's not easy and it's like you know when, when you look at like in, in your case you you have you have other photographers you can look at as far as okay what rates do they go with per you know for a half hour session or for an hour session or you know oh you know what what deals are they running and things like that I don't have anything to go by. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't so, have anybody else that I can go. I go, Oh yeah, that's comparable to, uh, you know, it just, I don't, I don't have that. So it's like anything that I ever have to have to compare myself to is like, you know, a, a, a workshop or that's, that's in like LA. And that's yeah. a completely different ballpark, yeah, you know, that's, LA that's, prices are going to be like way higher than. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean like I'm friends with the guys that, that, that make the puppets for crank yankers and I oh, know wow. what they charge but if I were to charge what they charged and my my stuff's just as good I think but if I charged what they charged I'd never get any work and, <laughs> yeah and like that's one thing that I see in that and it's like a lot of reasons why some people may choose to to even go to the larger cities because they know that they can they'll find those people who are willing to to pay those prices for their materials for their product for their work and it's yeah. like well you're here in the midwest it's like well how do we how do we still make our business work for us and make it sustainable for us at the same time you know that's that's where it starts getting you know tricky yeah it's not it's not an easy thing to calculate i mean i think it's you know it, it's once you once you get out and you establish yourself with with pieces that demonstrate what your capabilities are 
then that's where you have to go to. But it's that it's that leaping off point to get to that first that makes things difficult. I think. I mean, I've gotten I've gotten to a point now where I, I know I know who values my work enough to pay my price. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that that like another group wouldn't come to me and I would quote them that price and they'd go, oh, whoa, what, what, what do you, what do you, you know? There's no way we could do that, you know. So I mean, I, I do have to gauge gauge prices accordingly. It's, it's, it's okay. So you don't have like a like a flat rate then? Wait, what, what, what you're saying? Um, I do for certain things. For certain things, like a, like if 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 we wanted to do if somebody wanted to do a, like a basic doppel what I call a doppelganger puppet, and a doppelganger puppet would be like a puppet of you. Um, no bells and whistles, just a basic doppelganger puppet, you know, custom, custom done. Um, head uh, carved out and all the rest of that stuff. Um, start at three three fifty, and then if you want like tattoos or if you want like certain clothing or you want a hat or you want, you know, whatever, or, you know, whatever that is, then prices increase from, from there. So that, that is my one thing that I've got a base price on. Um, Cause for a while that was my bread and butter. That was what I did. So I just, that was all anybody ever wanted was oh, just make a, make a puppet of my, of my uncle or make a puppet of my boss or, you know, whatever. Right. It's like, oh, okay. And like um, you were saying earlier is that like a puppet like that would take what, like two weeks and for like, yeah. Yeah. So when you think about the hours that go into it, it's not, you know, I mean, if I were to, if I were to break down and it would hourly rate what I get for what I do, I would probably end up covering myself up with it, with a comforter over my head and burying myself oh, in the sheets and never come out of bed. So, so I don't. <laughs> Yikes! I, I think I think of the outcome. I think of I think of um, of who's this gonna who's who's this gonna make smile? Who's this gonna make happy? Because that's that's what I'll take. You know, it's like every every puppet that I send out, one of the smaller puppets that I mail out to people, I always ask them to do um, an unboxing video for me because I want to see the look on their face when they get it. When they open when they open that box and they see it, I want to, I want to see that that look on their nice. face. You know, I want to know is it exactly what they wanted or is it not? You know, and yeah, it always is. You know, awesome. Nice <laughs> every time. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Seth, do you have uh, like any type tips or piece of advice for any aspiring entrepreneur? They don't have to necessarily be getting into what you're getting in, but even if they're just wanting getting the business for themselves, like what advice do you have for them? Make sure it's something that you love. Make sure it's something that you want to do. It's something that drives you. If you, if you choose to go in and be an entrepreneur or a small business owner, and it's something that you just think I'm doing this to make money, then I don't think you're going to think you have to find something that you love and that you're passionate about and you have and prepared, be prepared to fail because you'll have those moments where you will. And, um, you know, you'll have those failure moments, but it makes those successful moments all the better. 
and you know you will you'll see ups and downs and and you have to be prepared to roll with that to get to where you want to go to get to the level that you want to be at or whatever that level is but make attainable goals to do that as well you know you can't you can't say oh in the first year i'm going to be a millionaire I don't know what right. business you've got that you think that's going to happen because you know, yeah. that's not a thing, you know, but, but yeah, make, you know, love what you do, make attainable goals and be prepared to have ups and downs. Perfect. I think that's yeah. good. I think people, if you haven't taken notes this whole entire time, you better take a note <laughs> that right there. If anybody was taking notes earlier, I don't know what they were taking notes on. <laughs> I, I'm just like, like, like what, some weird guy talking about puppets. I don't know how that works, but. But no, that was that was good though. I like that a lot. That was good advice. That was good advice. I like that. But yeah, I think with that, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here. So Seth, if you have anything you like to part with as far as the people at home, anything you like to to say as a final statement at all? Just share share love and share yourself. Be, I don't know, go out and just, and, and, you know, being nice doesn't cost anything and it's easy to do. Um, you know, give some, give something of yourself, you know, that, 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 that you can, because it's okay. And share with people your stories and listen to other people's stories and, just take time to step outside of yourself and just be genuinely kind. Cause like I said, it doesn't cost anything and it, it makes everything better. Everything. There's nobody, there's nobody in the world that can say, you know what? I can't believe how, how much I hate that guy. He was so nice to me. Nobody, nobody says that. Nobody, you know, it's they remember right. you for being kind, or they, or they, or they, they, you know, kindness, and it goes a long way. And so, yeah, just be kind, please. Just be kind. <laughs> just be kind. Just be nice. Absolutely. Be super nice. Be super nice. Yeah, we'll go super nice. How about that? That's even better. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Seth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Appreciate you and everything that you're doing, and uh, keep it up, man. All right. Thank you, Juwan. You as well. You, it, you, yeah, we need you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Stay followed, stay subscribed so you know exactly when the next episode is going to drop. Thank you, y'all. Take it easy, fly high, and I will see you soon.